What's going on, everyone? This is Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com, back with another episode of the RMR Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Torian Ball, Midwest rapper, now residing in L.A. How you doing today, Torian? Doing good, man. Feeling great. Every day we above ground. I hear that, man. I hear that. You know, we're going to get into a little little bit of your story, some of the music. I know you just dropped some stuff today, but before before we get that, we'll start a little bit of the, the start of the journey. Um, I, I kick off every episode with with our guest origin story. If I'm in the cannabis industry, it's around that. If we're in music, we're talking about that. So I'm kind of curious, your, your origin, I'm not necessarily being a music listener, but at what point did you want to start making music or writing lyrics? Like what, what was that that initial point in your life? Like what age were you at and what was that original inspiration derived from? Um, it derived from when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, and I was about to do a talent show with a bunch of my homies. One of the homies uh, had real bad asthma, and you know we used to practice in my crib. Song we was trying to do, we was gonna like you know redo somebody popular song out, out at the time, and uh, uh, that had the bad asthma ended up having an asthma attack in his sleep and passed away. Like that was the first time I had experienced death. I had experienced like somebody that I knew that the death was like a real thing, and you know being a six seven grade man that that shit blows and all of my other little homies that we were supposed to do the talent show with decided not to do it anymore because like yo like i want to do something for him and so the first song i wrote was art and i dedicated to him and did the talent show all by myself and um i just being super nervous having a microphone in my hand like looking down i had some little looks and, and so nobody could see me like, like closing my eyes while i was rapping and I just remember the whole auditorium, man, was in tears. And, and they called my grandparents. Um, and they were like, like, yo, man, can y'all should really pay like close attention to it because he yeah, has real potential. And yeah, that, that was there. Yeah, that's that's quite that's quite the origin story, man. You know, life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I definitely think that's that's the thing with music. You know, I think uh, a lot of people, whether they make music or not, right, we like take something from music, right? Music provides energy or inspiration or or something, you know, something that provides us as a listener. And I, I think a lot of people miss out on the fact that, you know, when artists create that music, they take inspiration from somewhere else. And like, to me, one of the most beautiful things about music is that transference of like, you know, a producer or whoever instrumentalist is inspired to create something, which then inspires an artist. And then that f inspires a third listener. It's like we transfer this like energy. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I feel like music is a universal language. And so it comes together and, you know, that beat, that subject matter, that delivery and energy of those components come together. A lot of special things happen. That's where the magic is at. Absolutely. For, for you as an artist, where, where does it start at? Does it start with the beat? Does it start with like a cadence and a melody? Does it start with, you know, bars or is it like a thought? What What is, I mean, I'm sure it varies from kind of song to song, but but uh, do you have anywhere where you kind of like draw from, you know, consistently? Honestly, bro, and I'm a vessel, you know what I'm saying? And so like a lot of these that have went viral and done millions of streams and views and stuff like that, like, a lot and i'll be feeling like it's you know me just opening my mind to receive certain massive family from you know life you know what i'm saying and it's like me trying to catch up it's like i can see it already the whole 
but I just have to piece it together. You know what I'm saying? And, and write it down and, and write it down fast enough. Or, and so it almost comes to me like a vision, man. You know what I'm saying? How they used to talk about like, them, you know what I'm saying? African tribes, Native American tribes, where like, you know, they would have like a shaman that would have vision things. And I feel like, you know, a lot of my shit comes in visions and I write, you know, a lot of my experience or from some that I've seen, you know what I'm saying? And so when you take that, that, that vision talent of being able to put emotions into words, man, it's just a lot of magic, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, and then other, other instances, like say I'm with the homies or I'm with another art with another artist. I like to have, you know, I, I study, I'm a student of the game. So like, I'll see, you know what I'm saying? What's his most popular songs? What is he most comfortable talking about? And then I'll do challenge, you know what I'm saying? The art challenge myself to meet them halfway somewhere. Sometimes. Well, look, tell me what makes you want to party so much, you know what I'm saying? And about that, and then we'll tap in with the producer and create an instrumentation on, on not just party behind that as well, and kind of give artists that space to be, to be a little vulnerable in their music. And, you know, my, my, my striking point, you know what I'm saying, in the game when it comes to collaborations. Man, I, I love that. I love that. The challenge and taking a little bit of a different approach. You know, you I know you your video just dropped today. I think today, right? Peace of mind that just dropped today. Yeah. Song dropped today. I think we're gonna drop the video on Monday. Okay. Okay. So the song the song just came out. And that was like a little, you know, from the subject matter, it's a little bit different, right? From from your your traditional song that's out, a little bit different approach. It's kind of catered to the ladies, but a little bit different from what's traditionally out there in the genre. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's a, uh, what I love about the song, the debate song, like it has all the components for the females to like want to a nice R&B smooth hook on there. It's a smooth beat, but I'm really right there. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this is, I have to speak a certain language and, and put it sonically in the females to finally listen. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like these females think that all men want is sex with you. All we want is a peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? We want peace from you. You know what I mean? So you know, be to that frequency and like really bring this subject matter for conversation and keep it smooth and keep it catchy. You know what I'm saying? It was a tricky thing to do. And I feel, man, we really put that shit together beautifully. You know, I even say like the, the the main driver of the beat is like an acoustic guitar, which is, you know, kind of popping in all genre, whether you're talking about hip hop or R&B right now, it's, that's popping. But it's, it's, it's kind of a little bit different vibe when you look at a, uh, you know, like Blast is some of the one I, someone I think of that's kind of really owning a lot of that acoustic guitar driven music right now. You came in on a little bit different, like feel and vibe. So, was there any intention of having that same instrument but doing it a little bit different, or it just happened to be kind of the beat? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And like, I got a Boys the Man vibe from it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I remember um, blaring Boys the Man while she cleaning up, you know what I'm saying, on them Saturday mornings and all of that. Um, I, when, I, when I heard it, it was just soothing. And I was like, yo, this is like, this don't got no crate that. And he was like, you know, the producer, shout out to Native. Um, he was like, yo, you want me to ask some drums? You want me to just like this, man, and, and watch what we do with it. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times some things can get over and some things can get underproduced. But I feel like what he had in there, that loop was so hypnotic. It's perfect. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of Blast. I'm a big fan of a lot of these West Coast artists. Um, different, you know what I mean? And step outside of the box, step outside of the the norm and give those in rapper and singer vibes where a rapper rapped and a singer sung. You feel me? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's definitely blurred. The rapper and this, all the singers are doing more rap type shit and all the rappers are doing some singing type shit. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Um, so even, even on that tip on, on vibe, right? Like, uh, you know, the vibe is coming up different. Like, I, I think, I don't know if I, if it's, if it's the company has got the name vibe in it. I know you call your fans vibe. Like I, I seen that on some of your earlier, uh, songs have the word vibe in there so it's a word that i feel like is becoming at least part of my personal vocabulary a lot as i get older to just describe shit so i'm kind of curious to you like what is the word vibe like what does that mean to you vibe is frequency man it's frequency mm. you know what i'm saying i'm big on energy um what is the vibe tribe i feel like your vibe attracts your tribe and so i just put them two words together story that can relate to my pain that can relate to what i speak about and music you know that's my tribe we got over 50 people all across the world man they got this vibe positive vibes tattoo mm. um like i said you know it's just about for me and for my tribe i didn't do something in life you know what i'm saying whether it was a physical struggle a mental struggle emotional struggle a traumatic it could have broke them but they survived you know what i mean and they made it through it people may know about it i'm saying and you know i feel like that represents a lot of us in society and our generation and hateable rap and a voice of our generation i feel like with what i speak about um i have to use whether they be good or bad and the thing that's gonna make my music live forever and my vibe live forever. Uh, i fuck with that man I, I fuck with that so you know we're talking about a little bit right before we started you know coming from from the midwest man you got some roots out out in chicago and you've had quite a bit of interactions with artists out there meeting you know twisted at a young age and working with and opening for a lot of the legends out there you know chicago's been one of those scenes that for a while was just like criminally underrated when you look at the producers and the artists that came from chicago and then obviously you know moving into like what started with chief keith and now the dirk is you know it's really starting to get kind of mainstream appeal for like the drill sound but Chicago's obviously been a special place and a birthplace for multiple like subgenres of hip hop. What what is like Chicago and, and, and its place in the Midwest uh, mean to mean to music, kind of from your perspective? Everything, absolutely everything. Um, I got my rap skills with legends. You know what I'm saying? I was on tour with Ty and Kanye West when I was 13, 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? And so dudes being in the studio while these dudes are working and seeing how they wrote, seeing how they rap themselves on the road and like, you know, just being able to get that perspective of all of it, man. Those are the people that I reason I got to um hop out on the road with Twister and do or die is because I listened to them. That was all I listened to, man. My whole take was full of Shy Town. Shy Town every, every day, you feel me? Um, you know, that being able to rap fast. And then when I learned how to freestyle fast, and then the, the kind of the rap slowed down as music progressed, it made my freestyle game and my writing game that much quicker because my mind was working fast. So, you know, and then when Kanye came in with the soul beats and, you know, the pop collar and like, you know, it, it just, I feel like Chicago, not only did it get so many different layers, but it also with Kanye coming in and, you know, gave people I feel like Kanye's forever gonna represent people being more comfortable being themselves hmm. and being okay with being outside of the box, being okay with being different. And, you know, uh, humble Kanye, you know what I'm saying? That was, you know, that was something that was uh, my development because, you know, I grew up in the street, you know what I'm saying? I was out there on the, I jumped off and I was out there in the street doing all types of different things and being able to see it from a 
perspective of a player where they was around a lot of street shit, but like they still kept the player, they kept it smooth, you know what I'm saying? And really being you know, like, no, I'm different and I'm okay with being different. Like it just added in all of the things that I went through in life and being, being able to stem from um, all of that the Midwest represents is versatility. Like you could put us on a pop record, you could put us on a drill back record. Like we got bombarded with all of that growing up because you know, we didn't have a east, we didn't have a down south. It was, it was all of their music was coming to us. You know what I mean? And so, beautiful, beautiful journey, man. And Chicago music will forever be embedded in my heart. If you had to pick a, a particular sound, right, like out of those, like kind of the the legendary tracker, like Twisted, Do or Die sound, like the faster. I can't remember what exactly that subgenre was called. I, I, I hope the rap gods will forgive me. Uh, but but that sound to the soul sound to the drill sound. What what's your favorite kind of uh, genre that Chicago put on the map personally? Uh, um, me personally, uh, um, definitely the fast rap, which I feel like sound. You know, what I mean the hi hats the. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The way the kicks and the what's what's crazy is, and I'm, I'm this is gonna be the first time I'm talking about this, but I'm working on a project. I'm taking a lot of the the new drill drums that are um, popping off, and I'm saying do or die that nobody's touching. And and instead of me rapping, you know, in the in the typical New York cats, these UK cats are doing, I'm bringing back that fast flow and okay. and really shit it from it, kind of taking you know taking the old and then new and bringing it all back to where it originated so records i'm working on with that but um i think that yeah i feel like the the twisted ride in the backseat of the caddy the adrenaline and rush like that that's my favorite absolute favorite okay. That's respectable. I think people outside the shop might pick the soul, the soul era, the young cats probably pick the drill, but you know that's that's what you're talking about. That's yeah. definitely the that, that's the the basis of shy man. Like, don't get me wrong, the the soul part too though, like like, you know, I, I was Rockefeller, big on Jay-Z, big on the whole instrumentation that Kanye provided to that, that aired a lot of my bars from. You know what I'm saying? But if it if it came to like me jumping in the whip all day. That twisted that door down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at you. You know, we were talking a little bit beyond, uh, uh, you know, before we started about you moved to LA uh, just a couple years ago. What was what was that jump like, and what spurned kind of like you know the desire to move to LA? Obviously, you know, Chicago is well known for hip hop, but when you look at whether it's media or infrastructure or just culturally, it's like LA and New York are definitely kind of the, you know, the capitals of, of music in the country. So what made you kind of pick pick one of those and, and move out and let alone pick pick the West Coast? Oh man. I hit a ceiling in the Midwest. Um I started going viral and a lot of my music started going viral. I uh, ended up putting out a book and I started doing some acting with Fox up in Chicago and like different things. And it was like the things, you know, everything was moving at a great pace. I understand about the Midwest. And it's a lot, I feel like in any place that has crime infested area in the hood, like once you see a certain, once you start getting certain type of looks and you start building a name for you, it's a beautiful thing because it creates opportunity, but it also puts a target on you, you know, what I'm saying? in the bucket. And these crabs that are in the bucket when it comes to the Midwest, they'll kill you for your success, for your potential. 
because you might make it out and they might. And so that's a thing that I feel like, you know, we've seen, I can't even kind of past couple of years have gotten killed in their hometowns. And I know I didn't want to become one, want to become one of those rappers that, you know what I'm saying, ended up dead in their hometown because they expand and move different once they started getting a certain look. And so when the opportunity came out west, um, I took it, you know what I'm saying? I took it. It was crazy, too, because, like, it was one of a lot doing meetings with labels and stuff like that and different companies. And one of the homies that I met through a mutual friend from back in Chicago, um, I used to rent a spot at B, like the homie hookup, you know what I'm saying? And I loved it. I used to go every time I came to LA, I'm like, yo, bro, you know, throw him a couple hundred, you know what I'm saying? And he, and he hold it down. I remember getting a call after my book went up, like, yo, man, you're doing your thing, man. I see you. I see you shining. I see the potential. I got to, oh, I'm Italian. I'm part Italian, fam. I know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me nice. What's up? He was like, yo, that crib you love, you know what I'm saying? I got it. It's, it's open for rent now. I said, oh, yeah, thing. You know what I'm saying? But like aspirations to, to go out and like make a name for myself out here on the West Coast and the whole thing, like the world shut down and then George Floyd happened. And now there's people rioting and they're like, I'm like across the street breaking into these buildings and shit. Like it was just the craziest shit. I want to leave. I knew that it was my purpose, it was my time. No matter what was going on around me, music went viral on TikTok, man. It was 2020. When the world went to shit, the demand for the type of music that it got crazy. People needed light at the end of the tunnel, man. And I'm not light. And I took full advantage of that opportunity. I put out three projects, Broken Art 1, 2, and 3. Went from, you know, a couple followers to a couple hundred thousand followers to a, a couple million. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was just a beautiful situation, man. And it was positive. And I've been doing that shit my whole life. Yeah, I love I love that. And that's something that I noticed through through your social media. I mean, obviously, the music, like we were talking about, the single you just put out takes a little bit different talk. It, the little different take is definitely rooted in that positivity. Um, but definitely, I've been seeing that on, on the TikTok and just, you know, obviously, that's a new platform that's blown up over the last, I mean, shit, I don't know, I guess two years now. Damn, it makes me feel old just to think about how quick, how, how, how established it is, but how, how it's still so young. Um, how do you manage, like, you know, being an artist, you got to make music, you got to worry about videos, you got to worry about photo shoots, marketing campaigns, all these social media platforms, and then they make a new one. And now you're feeding Spotify algorithms, Instagram algorithms, TikTok algorithms. Uh, how do you stay kind of on top of all that? And like, what inspires you to, to stay creating for, you know, putting music out this music and then different content out that's special tailor made for each social media platform? I got an answer for you. Yo, Aiden, come here. Yo, that's that's the why. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the brain. That's that's the one TikTok forced me to get TikTok, and you know, he's the one who keeps me up to darkening ideas. He's a genius. You know what I'm saying? And you know. Um, without my son, I'd have never, a lot of these opportunities never would have came. So um, he keeps me in the know. He keeps me, you know, what's going on with social media and whatnot and trends and all of that. And I'm a hustler, so I'm very resourceful. I mix, master, record my own music. I shoot my own videos. I, I, uh, I do it all, you know what I'm saying, because I never had money to be able to do that. And so I, mm. and I remember telling my grandfather, 
father, like, yo, man, I want to, you know, I want to do music. He was like, you want to do music? I wanted to do music. They was broke all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was like, you're not about to do learn how to be resourceful, not just be good at music, but you need to be resourceful in music. And so that's how to record myself and build value. You know what I'm saying? He was like, so not only do you have a business behind it where people need you more than you need them. And so, man, yeah. And, you know, having my son, man, you know, me always wanting to create a better life for me. I mean, that was that was my why, man. That's what keeps me up. That's what keeps me up every day, every morning, getting up, making same day. And it's so funny because I'll be out here in L.A. and I'll meet people, be networking, and they'll go look at my ask my Instagram. And they, they see me in the same outfit. They'll be like, yo, you should make this today? I'm like, yeah, bro. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, every day you're going to get these bars, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm speaking truth. So it's like. And I'm speaking about things that people, you know, you may be in a certain mood where like, nah, I ain't trying to hear that today, but then some shit might happen in the morning. And so I need, I need that. I need that. Yeah, I need that vibe. You feel me? And mm. so, yeah, and it's being, you, you speak emotions into words because you never know who's going to need it and how it gets passed mm. around. Mm. That's power right there. That, that relates a little bit. What we were talking about earlier, just the, the, you know, the, the transference of this energy, but like you're saying that like, you know, being an artist, I feel like is, is, uh, you know, whether you're consciously doing it or not, right? It's like it's being intentional with that transference of energy, right? Like trying trying to trying to really own what you're saying or or, or be intentional and focus with what you're passing on. And so it's dope to hear that you that you like recognize that power and harness it for good, right? Because a lot of people use it strictly for monetization or or you know, might use it differently, right? You know what I'm saying? Females, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of rappers that don't care about rapping. It's just a good way to get her. <laughs> Back, for real, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, what I tell them and my message to them for any of the rappers to this podcast um, is that once you truly put your all into your, put your faith into your gift and understand that this is why you were put on this, all of those things come effortlessly. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? All of them is going to come effortlessly after you walk in your purpose. And what is on, on that point, like, what do you feel like is, you know, you touched on it being positive and stuff, but what do you feel like is your purpose or like the one thing that you want people to know, you know, whether they're watching this or listening to music, what do you, what do you want the one people, one thing you want people to know about Torian Ball? Um, Torian Ball is helping heal hearts. Torian Ball is a king of relatable rap. Torian Ball is going to that might put something you've been struggling with your whole life into a whole different perspective without even knowing. That's what Torian Ball is. And how much how much music do you make just for yourself as in terms or like versus what you make and you want to put out? Like obviously you said you record yourself, so I'm assuming you're probably recording ideas all the time and got a lot of shit in the stash that you never finished or never put out. I got a vault, man. I got a vault, and then continuing to build your vault, it makes you, it puts you in a flow state. Um, a lot of song, and then they start scrambling, like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta get in the studio. I gotta make this. I gotta make this. I gotta keep this. Start forcing it. When you are just constantly making music, like the the process is not just music, just the process of creation. I don't care if I'm creating for myself. I'm creating for somebody else. I'm writing for myself or I'm just making some shit just to be making some shit you know what I'm saying because I love music feel like that 
what what it does for me personally like i got albums and albums and when you got like when it's time to start releasing people um i have enough music to tamper with to see what the people want you know that's the best part about it you know what i mean it's like yo i'm in a flow state where i don't have to force this i'm in cruise control and i can just keep moving at my pace and keep creating i created my own lane built off of my life and my story i don't gotta follow none of these trends i think you know looking at the music that you put out over the years right it's a healthy dose of projects and singles we've moved into this new era where the single reigns you know supreme and there's obviously some marketing benefits and even financial benefits of just putting out singles and like you said kind of testing the waters finding out what people want and then you can kind of put out a whole body of work what is your approach like strategic wise or like marketing wise in terms of approaching single versus singles versus albums? Um, I completely record separately um, a bunch of like records. Say, say some shit I don't got no hook to. You know what I'm saying? Say it's a record. I just got some, I got some dope bars too. And this is, you know, the perks of being able to rap rap. You know what I'm saying? Like being when I, when you be able to rap, like you can hit somebody with a 30 second flow. You can hit somebody with a 60 second flow and continue to feed them that till you really dial in and figure out what they what they truly want from you. You know what I'm saying? And since people come to me for daily motivation, they come to me for a, these daily raps. Um, when I'm ready to hit them with a single, I can hold a lot of records. You know what I'm saying? Until I and truly build the rollout that I want around them because I'm constantly giving y'all bars. You know what I'm saying? So my approach is continue micro feed them. You know what I mean? Uh, my, my grandma used to call it spoon feed. You know what I'm saying? Spoon feed them a little piece. Keep giving them a little piece, you know, before you serve that whole meal. And that's what I do. That's my approach. I give y'all a daily wrap. It might be it might be 18 seconds. It might be 30 seconds. It might be a whole minute. You know what I'm saying? But you never know what you're going to get. But it's going to be something that you can relate to, something that you can tap in, something that's going to speak to you or trigger you. You know what I'm saying? And um then when I'm ready to roll out the actual music, music like I just did with my single, you can appreciate both. It's like, damn, fam giving me, he giving me bars, but this, this nigga know how to give me songs. And like a lot of rappers can't do both. You yeah. know, some can do you, some can give you some songs. They gonna give you them songs, but they can't give you no bars. They ain't talking about shit in these songs. And some of these rappers can give you bars. You like, oh my God, this man is crazy. And then you hear they song and you're like, nah, bro. Yeah. Just give me the bars when I need it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm even in that playing field, man, and really being able to go back to the days where, like, you know, a rapper really gave you quality music, like Pac mm -hmm. did, Nas did, like Jay did, you know what I'm saying? And really bringing that element back to the game. Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. You know, very, very few battle rappers have had successful careers putting out singles, and, you know, nobody wants to hear Future spit some shit a cappella, you know? You feel me? It's just like that, you know what I mean? What's some advice you can have? Obviously, harnessing TikTok, and I know you gave credit to someone else, but is that that you've learned through using this new platform and how that's embraced your career? What are some what's some advice you could give out to other artists that are like, you know, whether they've started to use TikTok and haven't quite figured it out, or they're kind of like, you know, taking the old head approach, like, man, I don't want to get on this new platform, like it's not for me. Like, what what's the advice you can give that person in terms of leveraging that platform specifically? Um. For that platform, I feel like not just for the platform, but just for the approach in music, period. Um, my advice would be for them to figure out what they know for. Like, take a raw approach to what you're known for. If you're known for being broke, talk about being broke. Mm. If 
And if you known for being that nigga in the club, your first song should be about being a nigga in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like whether whether your your reputation is good or bad, make a song about it. Because if people that's what they know you for, they're gonna support that wholeheartedly because that's what they know you for. You know what I'm saying? If I sell weed, you know what I'm saying? If I work at the weed store, right? And I'll make a and I make a song about the weed store and being at the weed store and serving everybody at the weed store, everybody that I fuck with is gonna fuck with it. Like, yo, bro, that shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can create content around it because it's my life. It's I'm not you know what I'm saying? This is who I am already. This is what people know me for already. So if you can take that approach and build micro content and make it fun for yourself, because in this day and age now, it's not about talent. Hard work is beating the fuck out of talent right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's beating the fuck out of talent. And these people that got talent don't think they got to work because they got talent, man. So that's why you see a lot of whack-ass songs and whack-ass people making a lot of money in this industry is because they're working twice as hard as you because they already know they whack. It's not that they delusional. They know they shit ain't that good, but they <laughs> go that much harder than you. And you can't outwork them. You know what I'm saying? It's the same shit with sports. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's people with crazy talent in sports but they know that and now that makes them not want to work as hard and that dude with a little bit less talent that's a little more consistent he gonna get that he gonna get that position way over you you know what i'm saying so when you think about your approach on social media oh well man i'm i'm a real nigga man i don't, I don't be doing all that i don't do all that now, i've never danced on TikTok once mm. and i have half a million followers I have, you look up my name right now on TikTok, it's 6.6 .6 million views on my hashtag. Mm. And I never did a dance. I ain't never did a trend. Uh, <laughs> never did none of that. You feel me? So it's like, you know, be yourself and be comfortable being yourself because unfortunately, like, not like uh, IG and some of these other platforms where you got to have a polished video, you got to have polished photos and filters and make sure your shit looks professional. TikTok is for the everyday person. They want to see people that look like them, talk like them, live like them. And the more you give that, the more you're going to attract people that not only support you, but are just like you. And when you start building that tribe, um, it's really empowering, man, because they're going to look forward to it. And all they're looking forward to is seeing you be yourself. So mm -hmm. man, don't worry about the stigmas. Don't worry about the, oh, man, I ain't trying to keep up with this. If you can't keep up, you're going to get left out. And that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Not everybody was meant to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? I know some people that started out rapping on our now doing motivational skits and shit like that and making three times more than some of the rappers I know. Mm. So find your purpose, find what you're known for and find your passion and really run to it, run to it until it's nothing left. Don't listen to nobody telling you it's not going to work. I've heard all of it, bro. I've heard it all. Oh man, you need to get this up, man. Oh, I don't know if you're going to make it that far. Oh man, you've done enough. Nah, bro. If your heart desires something, wake up every day and work towards it because you might, might end up like me you feel me yeah <laughs> i end up like me you dig you feel me so that's my advice that's what if i had the air horn for this show i'd have been ringing it all throughout you know all throughout that answer right there that's that's a lot of that's that's a million dollars worth of game for anyone out there looking to harness uh social media or like you said it that's not just relevant for TikTok, just music in general and you know and content and the relation between the two Thanks, bro. Uh, man, man, before I get you up out of your tour, is there anything else you want the people to know? Obviously, the single, uh, you know, Peace of Mind just dropped today. You said video on the way very soon. What what else you got up the sleeve? What else you want to plug? Oh, man. Uh, my new album, 
Philophobia is coming out September 15th, 16th, one of them days. But um, Philophobia is the fear of falling or being in love, man. So my broken art projects before were about, you know, what life and love did to me and healing. And this project is going to be talking about the PTSD that men face. You know what I'm saying? When girls get their heart broke, they ready to fall in love again in six months. You know what I'm saying? couple months they ready to go they're not gonna give up they're like no i'm gonna find me somebody um us as men when we get hurt bitch you ain't never finna hurt me again i ain't never finna <laughs> nobody hurt me like that you feel me so like i want to speak on that i want to speak on mental health i want to speak on healing i want to speak on love from a real man's perspective you know what i'm saying and speak it in a language where we can understand and speak it in a way where it's not fucking corny man i'm trying to break this stigma of corny positivity fake positivity fan we choose to be positive. You know what I'm saying? We choose a better way. We choose to be the bigger person because that's who God called us to be. And I want to speak for everybody that's like that. So that's what this philophobia project is about. And after it's all said and done, it's going to make a lot of street niggas go get therapy. You feel me? So I'm with it, man. That's, that's, that's uh, philophobia. I love that, man. He's, he's keeping the therapist in business right now, man. And pushing people their way. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you joining us today for people out there looking for more. Uh, it's at Torian Ball on Instagram and TikTok as well, right? I think it's at Torian Ball. Yep. And then, like I said, that new single, Peace of Mind, just dropped, man. It's on all platforms. Go check that out. This is another episode of the RMR Podcast. Really appreciate you uh, checking in with us, man. Love, brother. It's all love. All right, people. We will be back at you guys next week with more content.